Should you write for you or your audience? It's an interesting dynamic, I would say so. Quite honestly, it can be a difficult question to answer because on one hand, you have these fond, great ideas, these glorious ideas, right, that you want to put out into the world and hope that people jump aboard and read your material, listen to your material, view your material, whatever the case may be. If you're a creator, you're hoping that people accept it for what you wanted it to be perceived as. On the flip side, what if your audience doesn't necessarily want that material? What if your audience is craving for something else? Are you going to listen to your audience? Are you going to give them what they want, even if it's not something that you are wanting to do? There is a happy medium between the two, but how do we get there? Let's find out. Music licensing reimagined. What's going on, everyone? Thank you all so much for deciding, you know what? I feel like giving you another chance. You've convinced me so far. Six or seven episodes into your podcast, and you're doing great. So for that, I appreciate it. <laughs> and, uh, um, thank you all. Thank you to my new listeners. Thank you to my returning listeners, and thank you for the future. This has continuously grown, and I am grateful for that. So for those who are new, my name is Osiris. I am the host of this podcast, the Osiris Inc. podcast, and today I will be talking about whether you should write for yourself or your audience. There is a rather intriguing dynamic between these two topics. Many have struggled with the idea, having to write for someone other than themselves. You just want to get in there and tell your story. But the important piece about this is if you're going to write some sort of material, you're expecting a particular audience to gravitate towards it anyway. But where I'm getting at is, are you going to write a story specific to an audience that's craving something right now? Or let's say, you know, the holidays is approaching. Let's go down. Uh, I don't know. Let's pretend we are in the month of March, right? We're in the month of March and, you know, the major holidays, at least in America, are coming up in October, November, and December. Are you going to then decide, I know that people celebrate Halloween, people celebrate Thanksgiving, people celebrate Christmas. I should just write books geared towards that. But what raises my curiosity is whether the people who are in that mindset of, I should write a Christmas book, I should write a Thanksgiving book or a Halloween book, if that's something that is a truth to them. For me, I grew up celebrating Christmas. I grew up celebrating Halloween. I grew up celebrating Thanksgiving. And I also have a lot of love for that time frame and what surrounds it. So my idea of wanting to write a book specifically for the holidays is coming from my love and my history with those holidays. I'm not just coming out of the blue, knowing that the holidays are coming up, understanding that people will likely buy the material because it's the holidays and just creating something just to be creating it. Some people do that. That's fine. You know, that's I'm not I'm not knocking anyone. If that is your style, that is your style. For me, however, 
when it comes to the creative process, I, I put my put my soul into this stuff. I put my heart into it, my emotions, my time, my blood, my sweat, my tears, quite literally. It takes a lot of energy and a lot of creativity to to do some of these things. And it's not as simple as sitting down and creating a story and thinking that just because you you put a theme on it and you know an audience or is affiliated with that theme that it's going to work out so well. So what I'm suggesting is speaking from your truth. Now, on the opposite end of that spectrum, is that truth going to resonate with an audience that you are hoping to grab? So let me give you an example of this. So back in April, April 2023, I went to my son's elementary school to do a school reading for one of my children's books. Um, That book was titled Goodbye, John. I went and I read to about 11 to 12 different classes. All of the students loved the book. The teachers loved it. The principal loved the idea when I presented it to her. And it was just a hit. It was a big, big hit. I did another elementary school reading with the same book, Goodbye, John, over in Hawaii. The results of that school reading resulted in a demand from the children to want to see that that character return again. Now, the way that I write, I generally don't write with the idea of creating sequels of any sort unless I came into it initially with the idea that I'm going to be doing a series which I had that idea for another book series that still hasn't come out yet. That's my Abel Jr. series that my sister and I are working on together. With that being said, I wasn't going into Goodbye, John, with the idea of creating any sort of a sequel. But the children loved it so much, so much. And that's just with the children that I've read to and the families that also bought the book and read to their children, but also just on an international standpoint from people that I've heard from that have purchased the book and have read it, have loved it. From the simplicity of the story to the artistic direction that Brunelius did, it warranted some sort of a return. So then I thought, okay, well, how can I implement this character into another story that I would love and that that the children would love. So you see, this is where you're starting to think about the audience, but you're also thinking about yourself. You're thinking, what will the audience love about this returning character? And what do I love about the story that this returning character will be placed into? And so at that point, you decide, you, you start putting your thinking cap on. I understood that I really wanted to write a Christmas book. I had these thoughts, these admirations of wanting to write a Christmas book with my other book series. However, we are far from that point. And I thought maybe I could plug this character from Goodbye, John, into this book, which is titled John Saves Christmas. Huh. This should be pretty interesting. Let's let's see what happens. So I decided in the month of May to actually begin the process of writing a Christmas book. I understood that there would be an audience for that book. I understood that I loved the idea of writing a Christmas book as well. I also was able to contact the original illustrator for Goodbye John, Brunelius, and he was 
on board with creating more illustrations for this sequel. And so you have the original team that created Goodbye, John, to include my editor, Kristen Sabolsky. You had my editor, you got the illustrator, and you have myself, and then you have my wife, Melissa, who was the proofreader of my story. You had the four of us return together for this book right here. Oh, it's magic. So from about May to early July, I wrote the book, John Saves Christmas. So it flowed. It was an incredible feeling to be able to write that book when I wrote the book. Uh, I can go on and on about this 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 topic, but I just really want to just give it. Um, but I really just wanted to give an example of writing for an audience versus writing for yourself, or just blending the two together. And so, I understood that with Christmas time and my love for Christmas and the children that love Christmas and children that love my character and want the character, I just blended it all in together. So we will find out how everything goes in December. My book, John Saves Christmas, will be releasing later in November, and I have plans on doing school readings and doing a lot of handouts and giveaways of merchandise, books. It's going to be a great time, and I'm expecting the best to come out of this. So back to the original topic, which was, should you write for you or your audience? Again, as I had explained throughout this episode just blend the two together. If you want to write specifically for your audience and you don't have any love for what you're writing for, then maybe you shouldn't do it. It's okay. And also, I, I cannot stress this enough. Do not rush the process. It needs to be organic. It needs to flow. And if you're speaking from a place of truth, then it's going to be even better. My idea for Christmas books, holiday books in general that I grew up on, I'll write about that stuff and it's going to feel good because I'm speaking for my truth. I can't speak on holidays that I haven't grown up celebrating and then write about it just because it's popular. You know what I mean? I don't think that's a smart idea. I think if it's just a quick cash grab, you want to do it, you know, do your thing. Do your thing. I'm not, I promise you, I'm not knocking you. It's not my style. If I'm going to create work for the world to enjoy... It's just going to be for my truth. I dig real deep with my material. On that note, I hope you all continue to just create your work, find your voice if you haven't found it, and write from a place of love and a place of truth and enjoy it and find what your audience loves. And if you can tie in what you love with what your audience loves, you can create magic. I appreciate you all again. Thank you so much for just taking the time out of your day to come and tune into the Osiris Inc. podcast. You can reach me at www.osirisinc.com. That's O-C-Y-R-U-S-I-N-K.com. Please subscribe to my newsletter when you get to that website. I have a lot of content and material on that website. And we'll just continue to grow this channel. Anyway, I will talk to you all soon. Continue to follow your dreams. Never give up on yourself. And just love life. It's way too short. You all take care. 